What's going on with y'all? You're listening to Yusuf Bakar with the Appearance Podcast, where we bring a global perspective to you. What's going on, y'all? This week, we have a great guest for y'all to talk about his travel experiences in Switzerland. It's my good friend, Robert. Uh, Robert is actually one of the most interesting guys I've ever met. Uh, he's a former basketball player, works in real estate. He's an actor as well. And he actually lives in Switzerland, as well as he's going to talk about the culture in Switzerland and what it takes to live abroad. So what's going on, Robert? How you doing today? What's going on, fellas, man? What's going on? Excited to be on. Awesome, bro. Yeah, how long were you uh, in Switzerland? So total, I'd say about two and a half years off and on, you know, coming back home for a little bit here and there, but that's about right for how many seasons. Oh, wow. And what brought you out there? So I got the the fortunate opportunity to play basketball. Um, And actually, when the opportunity came to me, I had the the choice between a team in Australia and one of the little smaller leagues or uh, Switzerland. And I'm terrified of snakes, so I chose Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a lot of... (laughs) Are there a lot of exotic animals out there in Switzerland or no? I mean... Like llamas, alpaca, goats—you know, a lot of things that exist at higher altitudes. Um, rams, a lot of farming and, and things like that on the like the countryside. There's a lot of wildlife as far as it's kind of like if you ever been in the middle of nowhere in Texas. It's just like that, but there's a lot of hills and mountains. You know what I mean? So it's it's a very lush environment. What parts of Switzerland were you in? Um, so I spent most of the time in a village called uh, Zofingen, which is kind of, it's got a lot of German influenced culture and architecture. Um, didn't enjoy the food as much there. And then we spent a good amount of time in Zurich as well, which is the nation's capital. Um, and that was a lot more eclectic as far as like the food and the culture. You meet a lot more people there. Dang. So like, what was like your favorite part of Switzerland when you was there? Uh, it's probably the Alps. Cause I've never, I mean, I lived in Colorado as a kid, but yeah, the Alps is, is legendary, right? Cause you hear about it, but you don't even really as a kid, like know where it's at. Like you just know it's, it got some snow at the top and a bunch of clouds and whatever. And just being up there for that to be real life. It just kind of, that's really what sparked the rest of everything else with me and travel was just being out there and being like, wow, that could be real life. And where I'm from could be real life at the same time. And it's crazy. You got to hike around the Alps and stuff, got to see the views. Yeah, we did one time. And that was like the only time I went, but it was good enough. It's kind of like going to the Grand Canyon, you know, but we did. Yeah, we hiked up with a Sherpa and he had a little alpaca and they led us up, you know, we would take little breaks or whatever and then kind of finish the rest of the way up. It took us like six hours just because we were taking a lot of breaks, doing pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a really dope experience. And then just kind of seeing that it really kind of opened my mind up to like what's possible and how small I really am on earth. So it put a lot of humility in me too, you know? Mm, I don't know. Elaborate. (laughs) So it's kind of like when you see something so grand that existed long before you and it's going to exist way after you, it might even change after you and you'll never see the end of it. That's humbling. That puts you in your place. Essentially. It's like, all right, so everything I got going on, good and the bad let me just relax a little bit and enjoy the experience but realize like there's a much like larger picture that's happening behind the scenes too man that's powerful i, I believe that's why people have to travel as well to yeah. have that perspective was that the first place 
was Switzerland the first country you went to when you um when you, st- I was, when you left America? Yeah, so the first time I ever left the country was so I, I grew up in Arizona, and so Mexico is right there. So I went there a couple times with like family vacation stuff. Um, but like the first time, like really going overseas, like a, you know, that's a fourteen-hour flight. Like that's a real deal. Um, that was the first time, yeah, for sure. Uh, what was the transportation system like? Was it easy to get around, or did you have to kind of Uber everywhere? So they set us up with like these kind of little apartment hotel kind of situations. Um, so it would be me and the teammate and they all kind of had us in like similar buildings that were right next to each other. So we would all be able to walk to the gym. Um, so that was pretty easy. And then when we would travel to like the games, we had team vans or team, like a team bus. If it was, just, you know, a few hour bus ride, but most of that was like pretty close. Um, these countries in Europe really aren't that far. Like you can get, you know, across three or four countries and maybe like an eight hour, you know, train ride. Yeah. It's like hopping over to different States here. In the yeah. Right. Or like right. half of Texas. But did you hear anything about the hostels in Switzerland? Like where they like or Airbnbs or hotels? Like what would you advise somebody to stay at if they were traveling through Switzerland? I would advise that that would probably be one of the safer places to do it. If you're going to do it. Um, I heard, I've heard about some, some other teammates that have ventured out to maybe like Paris or Prague um, and and stayed at those hostels and, you know, they get, they're a little bit more adventurous than I would be. And so they would find themselves in different situations that they wouldn't be as comfortable trying to get themselves out of, you know what I mean? I think staying somewhere that's really, they're all about a good experience versus the expectation of a good experience and like this kind of ego, that's not really Swiss culture from my experience. A lot of what they are is very open-minded and accepting. So if you're around that and you're being adventurous and open and trying to uh, connect with other people, then you're in a good position to do it. But if you go to these other places that have a lot more, uh, they get just have different motives in some cases or different cultural you know, norms, what's good to them and what's not then you may have a different experience. But Switzerland was a great place for that. Do you try any teas or chocolate out there? Because I know the Swiss are famous for those. Oh, both of them. And I'm a cheese guy too. And they actually kind of turned me on the chocolate. It's I don't know what it is about it, but it's like no matter how long you let it sit, it doesn't get old. Like, And the flavor is you you expect to be let down at a certain point. I don't know how to explain it. Another, like they're, it's famous for it's a reason. Good. It's that yeah. good. And it would be, it's so good that they exchange it at half court before each game. Like Wait, it's what? that part. It's that much of the culture. Like we would exchange chocolates at half court before every game. What? No, explain yeah. this. Let's, let's dive Yeah, in. elaborate. That's just what would happen. I, so I don't know. Okay. So like, let's say, for example, we go to all right, we're in Zofington for a basketball game. Right. And it's us and the opposing team. We're, you know, warming up. We both get our own time on the court. We go back to the locker room. We get a little, they kind of hype us up a little bit, kind of tell us what our goals are. Remind us of the scouting report. We go over the starting lineup, what everybody's roles for the game are, what, you know, a, a good game would look like for each person, like what they expect from you. And then as we leave, when we're going out to the court, they'll hand you a piece of chocolate. And we all line up at half court. Everybody get quiet. 
and both teams line up and you just kind of match up with somebody about your height and then you hand them the chocolate, they hand you theirs, and then you go back over to your side or whatever. Some of them will eat it immediately. I didn't really eat it like that. And then you just... They, the game starts. They tip off. I don't know. It's it was That's weird at first. Kind of beautiful, like right. it's, cultural aspect. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Of culture exchange of chocolate. It's like a it's symbolic, you know. Mm-hmm. Sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made it really hard to like want to foul other players <laughs> hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this man just gave me chocolate. I ain't. Dang, I'm not gonna hip check him. Good chocolate too. Yeah. Yeah, because if, cro- if somebody so. crosses you over, you still get the same emotion, but you're like, ah, but yeah. he's a good guy. Dang. Maybe that's the whole reason, you know? It's kind of just encouraging <laughs> sportsmanship before you even get into it, you know? Before there's no points <laughs> on the board, you just already... I'm telling you. Is that why Switzerland is considered one of the happiest countries? Man, yeah, they, they are. They are. I think uh, every time I look it up, they're in the top five or six. Um, in the world, like across the board, as far as health, as far as education, as far as their job security, future growth in the country, like within the country, their optimism about the leadership in the country, peace within the country, their their foreign like diplomacy, like everything they have going on with their relations to other countries, they're happy. And the reason being, I think a large part is because what I experienced with their culture is when they wake up for that day, the only expectation they have is to try to make it a good day. Mm. They don't put pressure uh, on productivity. They work less hours in the day. They have paternity leave. They put a lot of emphasis on quality of life versus these numbers that we have. Like in America, America is a, is a manufacturer. America is a GDP dominator, right? Switzerland mm. is about accumulation of value and wealth, but it comes through a lot of time. And then they're intellectual, like they've got the particle accelerator and CERN. They've got a whole bunch of scientists. It's one of the science capitals of the world. It's smart tech places in the world. They're not concerned with, okay, the, everybody needs to produce. Everybody, there's this pressure to, no, it's, okay, we're going to have a good day today. The lack of expectation is what I had a really hard time because I'm feeling like, yo, I need to work out three times today. I'm getting paid. I need to, I need to try to make this last for everybody. They're like, yo. You love the game, right? So trust that you're going to wake up and want to do this. Like, just trust, you know, and I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, it was, it was weird. <laughs> American, <laughs> it was weird, but that's one of the yeah. things you can take and translate to everything else. I was reading that they actually have uh, some of the longest uh, life expectancy in the majority of the world. They have 83 to 85 years, 83 for men and uh, 85 for women. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at two of the biggest reasons why people pass earlier than they should, healthcare and stress. Mm. And they took care of both of them. Active lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got all this nature around you, so you're encouraged to be in it. It's so, it's all surreal. Everywhere you look is like this picture scape that you just want to film. And then your healthcare is taken care of. So if you don't feel good, you go to the doctor. You just go. It's just, it feels like a, a human thing. This person knows what could be wrong. I'm going to go talk to him real quick. Not, oh, can I afford it? Oh, can I get off of work today? Maybe I'll go Thursday. Oh, I'm too sick to go. Like, what? That's, that's not a thing. That's it's crazy. Not a thing. You're too sick to go to the doctor. That's what I'm saying. But that's a reality for all these people who can't right. afford to go. It's true. It's true. It's crazy. And so, I mean, they removed that. 
And then they remove a lot of the expectation from all that production I was just talking about. I mean, it's different. So your, your life expectancy, absolutely. You feel, you feel better about life. You feel more optimistic about being old in this country versus, and sometimes in America, if you're not set up right, you feel anxious. But I don't understand why more people don't move overseas when they get older. Like if you move to Thailand and you're 65 and you got $30,000, you can live until you're about 80. Oh, say less. Let's go. Dang, that's <laughs> my retirement plan right there. I was reading online that Switzerland actually has palm trees, believe it or not. Um, it's basically, you wouldn't expect that in a landlocked country, you know, known for its Alps and stuff, but it has such incredible diverse geography that it has like several microclimates. Yeah, that's a tropical plants can thrive. Mm-hmm. In the warmer southern alpine regions, you can actually find trees i'm looking at pictures right now it's it's actually kind of mind-blowing like yeah. trees in switzerland that's yeah. I think all of those switzerland is mountains you know <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah switzerland what? was created by the matrix man it's almost like it's the perfect place like it's like all right you telling me what now wait what they got who you got colorado and florida put together and they care about you and they want you to do well and school is free. Wow. What? Good what are you talking about? You know what I mean? And then there's no sales tax. No, it's like when something is, is seven francs, it's really just pull out seven francs and it'd be done with it. Like, just little things. Little hey, things are really there? different. Is tipping a culture over there? Tipping? Yeah, like the restaurants, things like that. Let me see. Uh, you know what it is? It is. Yeah. They're really into hospitality. I think they probably pick a lot of that up from the French. I know um, Northern Switzerland as well is, is very French influenced. Um, and some of the parts like Geneva and Lucerne have a lot of French influence, which is very much into hospitality. The German side, not so much. Um, those restaurants were very much about kind of in and out. Speaking of restaurants, uh, I was reading that uh, dogs are actually allowed in restaurants and can eat in them too because animals have rights in Switzerland. Do you ever see dogs or any uh, pets in the restaurants while you're eating? I saw a few. I didn't see any big dogs, which was good. That would have been weird for me, but I did see like a few small dogs and I didn't really think anything of it, honestly. Um, Because if you go to like parts of California, you have a lot of these people that bring these dogs into restaurants too. So I didn't think too much of it. Um, But like if I saw a Rottweiler or something like that at the table, that would be odd. Yeah. If someone was considering to live overseas, what would you recommend them doing before leaving their Um, current place? Yeah. First things first is like have a basic understanding of what language they speak. Or what percentage of them speak English? Like, you got to know that because I got lost at the airport because uh, I couldn't read the signs to get the hell out. I didn't know what side was the side for buses to pick up and which side was for, like, civilians with cars to pick up their families, you know. And obviously, I'm getting picked up by the team. I don't know. I don't have a phone that works in that country at the time. So it's like I have to use this little pay phone and there's they use like a weird number of digits for their phone numbers. It's weird to trust it. Like, and then the operator didn't speak a lot of English, which I was surprised by. Like, it was just, you definitely want to be prepared to speak the very foundational amount. Like my decision was made very last minute. And I relied on the fact they had, that they had a high amount of English speakers, but the airport, they didn't. 
And so there's pockets where you can get messed up. You can go into a grocery store and not know what the hell you're trying to buy because the package is so covered. You don't know what's in it, but it feels like something you know of, you know, like that's how I ended up sticking to fruits and vegetables. So kind of have an understanding of, you know, what, what you're getting yourself into as far as the day-to-day life, if you're going to really stay for a long time. Also, um, just be aware of what's polite and what's not. Everybody does different things, you know. What language do they speak over there? So in Southern Switzerland, I believe, I don't want to get it messed. I always get them backwards, but I believe it was in Southern Switzerland. It was a lot of German and English. Um, and I think a lot of the educated people spoke well English, but, you know, most of them were culturally German. And then in the North side, I think it was more French influenced. I could get that backwards, but luckily Zurich is kind of in the middle of everything. The international uh, country, isn't it? Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, you have, like I say, a lot of science and technology is happening there and a lot of business. Um, the Swiss banks are famous for a reason. Super secure. No. Mm-hmm. Speaking of safe, um, I was reading that Switzerland, like all the entry points into Switzerland, like tunnels, bridges, roads are all wired to explode at the first sign of any type of invasion. So uh, basically, any type of threat, they're, they're exploding all the entry points into Switzerland so nobody can invade. <laughs> I mean, they've been invaded twice during both world wars. So and they're surrounded by four, you know, five countries. You can't really blame them, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And the good thing is that they're so mountainous that they might be able to retreat. But I mean... That's funny. I didn't know that fact actually, but it makes a lot of sense. They they don't play that. They're not gonna. They're not gonna have this long drawn out conflict. We are neutral, okay? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! You leave that stuff over there, bro. (laughs) Outside the door is locked. You just call me. Don't come inside. Just call me. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna get a log. Take off your shoes for everybody. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What is something that you saw was different? In Switzerland, compared to America? Um, oh, okay. The most noticeable thing. And this may be significant to me in my own background, but um, I didn't see hardly any police the entire time I was there. I didn't see when we were riding on the highway or the roads. I didn't see them posted up anywhere. I didn't see them really in uniform in restaurants anywhere. I didn't see them as security at places. I, I I almost forgot that police were a thing. It's odd to say, but it was like, a, you know, in America, you're used to just seeing them on the freeway. You're used to seeing them even just right next to you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them going places, right? I didn't even see that. Not that I remember, but it was that was one of the things that I always remarked when I called back. I was like, it's almost like if something happened, who's going to help? Like what do you? Just it was just how weird. Safe this country is, that, you know. They yeah, that's, yeah. All their money into security and things like that. Yeah, yeah. They have they have murders in the single or like low double digits a year. That's for a country, okay. for a whole country. Wow, that's amazing. So it's possible. Oh yeah, a utopia. <laughs> yeah, man, it felt like it. It felt like it, and I got to go back to a couple years ago. And a little trip with my cousin, and it was the same euphoric feeling. Like that place has just got its own little, 
it's like its own little earth. I don't know how to even put it. Like you said, it's got all these different climates. It's like an oasis They're, from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what neutrality does, I think. It's like balance, you know? Something we can all strive towards. It's a mm-hmm. model country we should, you know, we should reflect on. Mm-hmm. And they're not even the happiest. There's happier countries. That's what's crazy. I've never even been to those. You go around, yeah. walk around the streets, and everyone's smiling. Like, why is everybody <laughs> I've seen, bro. I've seen videos of people in uh, Copenhagen and people in like Oslo, Norway, mm-hmm. sitting on the side of the street, like side of the road, like people, you know, cars driving by. People walking by, doing going to shops or whatever, they'll offer them, hey, have sit down, have a glass of wine with us, tell us your story. And they just do. I've seen that on video, like from people out in those countries, like, all right, they just that happy. They just that trusting. It's that safe and open. They just people will post up and drink whatever you just handed them. And you finna tell them everything about your entire life. And they're gonna tell you theirs. You're gonna hug and then you're gonna go about your day. And you're gonna show up wherever you were trying to go an hour late. And nobody's gonna care. It's crazy. I'm about to backpack through Europe. Like you just convinced me. <laughs> 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 it, it, man, I'm telling you, it's a different world, and it's good to go out there and experience it. The one thing I would say about somebody, if they're gonna live abroad, be confident that you're gonna have a good time because there's. When you get out there, it's almost like you start from square one. It's like if you had to start over in America in a new state, it's really what it's like. You don't know anything about this place for real. You just know what books say. It's all theory. Now it's real. Okay. Now I got to do something with it. You know, but you just have to be that kind of person to have that kind of mindset before you go into it. If you go into it scared, then you're going to kind of create a shell and then you're going to get culture shock and you're going to not like it. And it's going to make it really tough for it to grow on you. Go in the country just open-minded. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Well, Robert, man, that that's wraps it up, man. Where can the people find you? I'm on Instagram uh, at rbscott underscore IQ and my other Instagram where I just put a lot of motivational words or uh, different. I always try to quote my own phrases. It's uh, at wise words from underscore a decent man on Instagram as well. Thanks for listening to The Appearance, a podcast for people that want to explore the world and make travel a part of their lifestyle. Don't forget to follow us on social media. It's at Appearance on all platforms. Check out next week's podcast. Have a great day. Peace.